This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday week. Hello from the other side edition where we speak to the opposition. Today I've got the big, big, big Burton fan Edward on the on the line or Eddie. Ed, he likes it, whatever. Um, how are you going, Ed? Are you alright? Yeah, like I say, just something that actually sounds like Edward. His birthday is <laughs> fine for me. I'm very well. I hope you are as well, Blair. Yeah, nice one. All right, Ed. Um, so, Burton, we'll talk about Burton's journey for now and then we'll talk about the slog what's been this season. So, Look at your. I've just looked at your club standings for the past ten years. It's been quite a journey, has it not? From League Two all the way to the Championship. Yeah, I suppose. I think. I think when we look back, we really put into perspective. Really, in some ways, I suppose actually being where we are right now as a competitive League One outfit is a real achievement because I think this is our fifteenth, sixteenth season actually as a football league side. Entered the football league back in two thousand nine, um, having spent the entirety of the history since storming in nineteen fifty in the non-league system and then within 10 years we we're playing championship football so i think it was six seven years straight league two level slowly progressing up there eventually becoming a, a playoff contender a promotion contender and then just went straight through league one at the first opportunity so yeah, back to yeah. back promotions playing in the championship against you the likes of yourselves and others as well two seasons in the championship dropped back down to league one and i think since covid we've kind of been i think our manager would say we've been on a bit of a slide since covid since nigel clough gave us time to the end he's now of course with Manstil town and we've kind of become maybe a scene that was aspiring towards the top end of the league. And we found ourselves in the last couple of seasons kind of hanging on in there, especially this one. Yeah. Was it, it was Clough he got you to League Two. Did he get to League One, Clough, before he left to Sheffield United? So Clough had left Burton in a really strong position in the, what was known as the Blue Square Premier at the time, nowadays known as right. the National League. They were a long way clear at the top. He and then the he Derby, took the, didn't he, first? He took the Derby job, yeah. With, yeah. Um, I mean, Burton was so far ahead, it didn't end up mattering. I think they got it over the line right towards the end of the season, although the lead wasn't as big as at the time. So our first two scenes in League Two was with Paul Pesky solido as the manager. Oh, yeah. And we, it was... Uh, I'd, I'd say it was quite average in my perception. There were a couple of good cup results in there every now and then, but generally we were quite an, an average mid-table outfit. I remember his tenure came to an end. I think it was the 11-12 season um, when he went 19. I think he was without a win. 
and that ultimately cost him his job. And the assistant at the time is Gary Rowett, who you of course will know now is doing great things with Millwall yeah. and yeah, the yeah, Championship. Yeah. So we gave him his first break in management, and he was great. He yeah, took us that. up to Birmingham, Birmingham snapped him from you, didn't he? Yeah, Birmingham snapped him with us in yeah. the um in the kind of promotion mix, and then in comes Jimmy Thorpe Hasselbank for his first job in England, who'd I think had a yeah. little spell of his standard age, I think it was out in Belgium, enhances the squad, takes them up as champions, and by the time he leaves about a year later, Queen's Park Rangers, we're two points clear at the top of League One, with Nigel yeah, Croft yeah. coming back in to take us over the line and leads into the championship for the first time. Mad. I can never um, in the championship <laughs> you, you handed probably one of my biggest embarrassments of being a Sheffield Wednesday fan is spanked his 3 0 Hillsborough. I mean, that was dark days from our point of view. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. It wasn't the game I was at, but I, I do remember that coming through on New Year's Day. And I mean, we were massive underdogs all the time in the Championship. It was literally like being a shrimp in a pool of sharks, Burke yeah. compared to level. To, to spend the first season outside the relegation zone and survive is yeah, yeah. probably one of the huge, most impressive achievements of the last decade or so. Yeah, in 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 English football, I don't think people realise just like how big of an achievement that actually was for Burton. And then, yeah. so what happened then to get relegated? We just we just a level too high. Did you lose any star players? Well, there was there there was a bit. I think we, mistakes were made in recruitment. We were persisting with a goalkeeper in Stephen Bywater who was way past it. I think he was thirty seven, thirty eight at the time. Just couldn't hack it to the same level anymore. You lose um, John Messina, who's let go, who'd been the club captain, part of the team that had gone back-to-back promotions, and he was let go. And then you go and sign Liam Boyce as a striker, who just won the Golden Boot in Ross County up in Scotland, was a high prospect. And he gets an ACL injury in pre-season, and so he's not available until the end of February, and getting back up to speed towards the end, where he did manage to contribute a bit. So, yeah, the last four games were quite heartbreaking, really. I think we were seven points from safety with Thor left, won three of the last four, went into the final day with Preston, where... There was a period of a few minutes where we were actually staying up because we were drawing with Preston and not and Bolton were losing to Nottingham Forest. And then Bolton go and score two quick fire goals right at the end of the game, win that game with Forest. Yeah, and we need to get actually. a win, push everyone forwards, and Preston go and hit us on the break, and that seals it. So to, we went down the final day, which to be honest, four games earlier we did not think was gonna happen. No. Oh I mean, mad. So it's the last season, where did you end up last season? Uh I tried to Got forget bit, last season. Was it, was, <laughs> I tried to, was, <laughs> season two, I tried to get. I think it was 16th. 16th, 16th or 17th, so I think. Were you, as a Burton fan, did you want to go straight back up last season? Or were you, did you think, right, we've had this championship was too hard? <laughs> well, there was a, I think there's always a little bit of realism with us as Burton fans. Um, I remember last season started really well, won the first three games, including wins over Ipswich and Sunderland, who were, of course, one of the promotion favourites at the time. So yeah, yeah. that all started great. But as the season progressed, you kind of got the sense that we're just too far off the top, top teams. We were playing the top six sides at the time and they, they were just seeing us off, so it felt like a step too far. And the real damaging was probably the January 2021 window where a large chunk of the team's goals were let go. Um, we had a lad on loan from Sheffield United, Daniel Jebison, got recalled last minute. That was painful. You lose Lucas Aikens, who's been a stalwart of the club for so long. Kane Emmings, is one of our top scorers, was let go. Tom O'Connor was sold to Wrexham. So you probably lost about... 40% of the club's goals in one single window and it wasn't replaced and it yeah. started to decline in the second half of the season that certainly carried over into the first half of this season so I think the signs were there really that we're going to be in a relegation battle this year from the state the club had yeah. been able to get into from last season uh, it was Jimmy Floyd came back did he come back this season or did he come back last season he came back in January 2021 so the middle of the right. 2021 season okay right okay yep so and he sort of it was a bit of a joke on Twitter where he palmed you off and to go to, to go to Sky Sports, to sign for Sky Sports, that's what people Yeah, I mean, we 
it, it's changed now. I mean, we we had such a flexion for Hasselbank because of that first spell where I think he won 60% of his games. It was the most ridiculous yeah. 11, 12 months he had where he took us from a League 2 title challenger and basically put us in position to go and get promoted to the Championship. So when he came back, as opposed to QPR and Northampton fans who don't think anything of him from his time in management there, we were yeah. quite excited to happen. And he goes and pulls off a miracle turnaround where I think in the second half of that season, we'd have ended up in the playoffs. The points return was that good at the time and he got yeah. us well clear of trouble. And then it all just kind of regressed the season after. The, the January window, as I said, didn't help. It led to a real regression. And it, it culminated in this season where he was there for the first seven games. He picked up a single point, conceded about 20-odd yeah. goals. And he resigned at the start of September with Dino Mamre taking the helm for the rest of the campaign. Right. And now he's got an England. Now he's now he's in the England job. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was the butt of the joke that he was more bothered about Sky Sports than us. And to be honest, he probably was. And I guess now he's taken it on partly because of you know they played together with Southgate and Middlesbrough, didn't he? And being the Burton yeah, manager, yeah. he gets in George's Park anyway, so he's probably close to the area as it is. So he's it's the familiar around for lives him. There, yeah. yeah, well, we'll see how he does. I think he's there as a coach rather than manager, which I'd be keeping off the tactics. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Um. Right, so I'm just looking at your top arrivals this season then. So you've got... Um, so this, I'm going to transfer Mark. I mean, this could be a load of, load of crap. Um, <laughs> Callum Butcher, um, Char Charlie Kirk, Sam Rinaldi, we know about. Victor, can't pronounce his surname. And Jordan, can't pronounce his surname either. <laughs> so do you know what players I'm on about? Or is transfer Mark um, mugging me off again? No, there's there's a couple there who don't even worth talking <laughs> about. Um, Butch, Butcher had gone by January. I think he's back up in Scotland now with Motherwell. That right, was, uh, so he came he, he was, Yeah, he was a player we previously had on Arsenal Bank back in 15-16 in League One. He was actually quite good, and now he's right. he's just not really cut it this time. Um, Jordan Amisa, you were throwing to there, the goalkeeper. He's the backup goalkeeper coming on oh, alone. The, uh, the the Victor player, he's gone back. He's gone to Bolton. Yep, he had a brilliant half season. Got double oh. figures in the he's, first he's half of the season. He's top goal scorer, 11, 11 goals. Still is. He, he was sensational <laughs> yeah, first half. Yeah, and Bolton, yeah. Bolton activated his release clause and bought him in January, and now he's going to be yeah. part of their playoff push. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> just, just have it good. It's, it's, we felt quite down at the time when he got sold, but, um, you know, I think we're doing all right without him. You can see yeah, he got 570 grand apparently on this website for him. Mm. I'll just pronounce his surname. Just out of, just That'd be yay, Joe. There we go. Yeah, no chance of me saying that. Um, and then Sam Rinal, hopefully he's not play. He's not playing this week because he he's always injured. He's passes. not fit at the moment. He's yeah, he, he had a. Um, I don't think he had a fair crack at Hillsborough. I really liked him, and from his from his celebration when he did at Barnsley, he'll always be a top top bloke in my eyes. Yeah, yeah Winall. I remember he was, it was very long ago. I think when Burton were League Two, he came in as a young lad, I think it was from Aston Villa at the time, as a loney, so he'd had a bit of previous experience with Burton, right. got signs of three agents from Oxford, and, uh, you know, he's contributed a little bit. He obviously got a goal at Hillsborough in the reverse fixture, um, yeah, yeah. scoring the pizza trophy game as well. Um, his best goal was probably his winner against Exeter in, the, I think it was the middle of February. That was a crucial win for us, so he's made a little contribution, but he, he's a player that's always sadly struggled with fitness. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, he went to Derby, did he? I think he did his ACL, I think. And it mm. ruined him on loan from Derby, a bit controversial. Um, we swapped him for a player called Jacob Butterfield, who was absolutely horrendous at Hill. <laughs> um, so this season, um, you're virtually safe now. Very it close, was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably one more win would do it. I, I would say so, yeah. Uh, was that was that as a Burton fan? Is that what you wanted, just to stay in the league, really? I think we I think it became clear after the first five or six games that we were going to be in a relegation battle with how right. poor the start was, as I said, and 
Dino Mamre, the manager, has had an uphill task from the word go from the moment he took charge in in early September. And I think his his old plan was we're going to try and stay into the mix until January, which we did, and then we're going to get productive January window, get quality in from front to back, and probably go at this. And that's exactly what's happened. So I think I think I've seen since the turn of the year we're a top half side. So mm. perfect turnaround to get yourself out of trouble. Yeah. So. So apart from the players I've just like butchered or like just using this 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 website, I've tried done some I've done some quizzes using this website before. And I've, I've been absolutely rinsed in the comments for it. So this website can be a lot talking a lot of shit. Um, who who is like your standout players this season? Who you who you'd like? Who you the might crucial... think someone might try and pinch as well in in the summer. Yeah, it's interesting because we've got quite a number who are going to be out of contract. We'll see what happens with them. But the crucial man to me is Sam Hughes, who plays in the centre of the fence, centre of the back three. Uh, we know exactly He's what we're most assists, got most yeah, assists. Yeah, yeah. Part of the reason we're a big set piece threat team, so it's often quite played quite deep, and he heads it back across to some of the tackles right. to close range. So that's part of that. Um, we've got a goal and assist at Charlton on Monday as well, so he's contributed well. And he's such an integral defender. He's absolutely no nonsense. You know what you're getting. And I can't help but notice that we had a little period in January where he was unfit to play, and we lost five 0 to Morecambe and four 0 to Shrewsbury. <laughs> and that wouldn't that would not happen without with him in there. I'm absolutely yeah, guaranteed. Five 0 to Morecambe's a bit. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. The Morecambe have got a couple of five 0 wins, and are probably going down despite it. Yeah. So you got Sam Hughes. Who else? Uh, the another integral man at the minute is uh, Joe Powell, our number seven. Um, He's kind of bit part at the start of the season, signed a new contract for two years. And what's kind of happened is that other injuries to players has forced him back into deeper midfield. I think he's always naturally seen himself as an attacking midfield player. But now he just plays at the base of midfield and he's so integral to how we play. He's, he's one of the most competent players on the ball in the team. Regularly will play it out wide, starts to get into assists. He's the one who puts the three kicks and the corners in to people to attack. So really integral player for him. And the last one I probably mentioned is uh, our number eight, our striker, striker with eight on his back because, you know, the nine wasn't available. It was taken by <laughs> Winnell. And it's yeah. uh, Dale Taylor, who's coming on January from Nottingham Forest. He looks one hell of a prospect, 19 mm. years old, Northern Ireland International. I think he's got five goals to his name already so far. He looks right. one with a really bright future at Forest. Nice one. Um, yeah, it's good to look out for them. So is, is, that, is that anyone else you think you could command a fee for in, in the summer or...? It, depend, it depends on the contracts. I mean, yeah, our young midfielder Terry Taylor is, is one that we really like. Um, I think his, his contract's running out this summer, so we think we might have seen his last game already because he's sadly out for the rest of the season with injury, but he's a great deep-line midfielder to have when he's available. And then I suppose Tom Hamer, who's unfit at the moment as well. We've got loads of people yeah. out injured at the minute, but he plays right back, right wing back, and it's normally he's the first choice to take our long throws that launch to the box that people like Hughes to go and try and attack. Are these good ages? Are they good ages? How old are these? Yeah, guys? they're both they're both young twenties. Those guys. Tom Hamer's played about two hundred games this career. He started so young at Oldham Athletic right. and then got bought by Burton a couple of years ago. And Terry Taylor came through at Wolves. Yeah, I've seen this. Tom Hamer's got five assists and Sam Hughes got six yep. assists. So I mean, if, if that's your right back and centre half, and they both got three goals apiece as well, so they're pretty decent yep. lads, aren't they? They so get in there. They're both as good headers, good headers of all those two. Yeah, um, interesting. And you say you said about Tom's injured. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's been out the last few weeks. So, um, I mean, I played John Brayton out there. You'll probably be familiar with. You loads years yeah. at Sheffield United, of course. He's club captain. <laughs> he, he's thirty fourth. He's he's coming to the end. He's coming to his time. He's he's got such an affection from the fans here. But we all kind of know it, he will come to the end slowly. I think he'll probably play right wing back at this occasion. The kind of annoying thing is that because Tom Hamer's unavailable, our long throw is Connor Shaughnessy, who is the tallest player in the team. Yeah. So. 
the tallest lad in the team is taking the throw, and I really want him on the end of the throw, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's annoying, but there's no alternative at the moment, sadly. Mm. Yeah, it's funny that it's a John Brayford. He's, um, I remember when United signed him for a million quid, and we all laughed mm. at him because, like, we all laughed at him because they didn't get promoted and spent a million quid on a right out, on, a, on a right back. And, well, I think they're laughing now, anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> So recent form for both clubs has been absolutely shocking. And I'm glad you mentioned injuries because before we lost to Forest Green Rovers, which I'm still not over it, I'll be honest, Ed. <laughs> I wouldn't be um, either. Yeah, absolutely horrendous. We, 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 we created nothing. We had, no, we had no shots on target. And then some of our fans, do you know what I mean, on, on Twitter being ultra-defensive were saying, like, yeah, but we've got buyers at Windass who are, apart from banning our best two players by far, but we shouldn't need them players to beat Forest Green. And also, Forest Green have a lot of injuries as well, because I spoke to a guy from Gloucestershire Live, and he was saying that like, Forest Green's squad's Fred Bear. So every every fans, club has injuries, really, yeah, don't they? That's always they, part of it. Wednesday fans have been using this excuse for having the poor form in the past seven games as down to these two injuries. And it's just like, yeah, but, everyone, but everyone's got injuries. Like We're not playing Burton's strongest 11 on Saturday. So it's just like, come on, lads, get, to, get a grip with it. Right, that's a little... It is worrying. I suppose it's a question to ask you, really. Like, what kind of confidence do you carry into the fact that your last game is a win? Because I remember, I remember going back to the Barnsley game when you had that long and beaten run. You played that Barnsley game. I remember watching it. I loved it. It was a really thrilling game. But I remember you coming out of that thinking, yeah, you kind of can lose it because Barnsley are in a good nick like yourselves. And then you look at the games coming up, you've got bottom off sides to most of the rest of the season. Great chance to bounce back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it takes you four games to go and win your next one against Yeah, oh, mate. This is. Um... It's a really, is it was a really bad slump. Yeah, well, before I had my... Um, so, on the main pod, um, I, I was at the Barnsley game, and I said, like, look, mm. sensible head-on would say we've got Forest Green, Cheltenham, Oxford, yep. Accrington next four games. You know, it will bounce back from the loss. That being said, and then I had a big meltdown about losing to Barnsley because we, we didn't want to lose to Barnsley. I would have mm. rather lost to Forest Green. <laughs> which we did, which we did anyway, <laughs> and to, to to lose the unbeaten wood and then lose to Barnsley. So um, yeah, so it's a weird because we, we we don't we haven't created much in the past seven games and we're quite dull. It's been it's been quite dull really. Um, we've not created much. We did put Accrington the Accrington the sword, but Accrington are. Well, they're dreadful, aren't they? They're, well, that, that's you know, the pop. thing I wonder. Like, is this a case of you getting back on track, or is it just a case that you've you played one of the worst teams in the league and taken advantage of it at Hillsborough? Yeah, well, I think it's a bit of both. There was a bit, there was a bit more movement up front on Saturday. Whereas, if, if you watch the Oxford game, we, we, we win the ball back in midfield, and like, mm. there was no runners, nothing up front. And it's just like, I mean, we've got, we've got the most creative player in the in the part in the league in Barry Bannon, but no one's no one's running for him. <laughs> so, so he's got to try these over. The, he's, got, he's got sometimes he's got to try, he's got to try too much and try these like balls that only Bernardo Silva can do um, to, try, to try and try and craft anything out of the team because up front there's just nothing going on. Um, so it's a bit worrying, and that sometimes Darren Moore can get labelled with no plan B, um, which I think he's vindicated sometimes. Um, hopefully, um, after smashing Accrington on, on Saturday, we did we did comfortably beat him as well. They, I think they. They clipped the crossbar on them, one of them fluke, you know, one of them cross shot things. It's all mm. like tips the crossbar. So, other than that, they, they didn't threaten at all, really. Um, but this is the thing: we look at Burton from an arrogant big Sheffield Wednesday top of the league fan. We, we, we should be getting three points, but then after seeing the Forest Green Rovers, Oxford, and 
Cheltenham last week. I'm not too sure. I mean, Burton's always been a funny one for us, a bit of a banana skin. It was in the championship, wasn't it? But since we've yeah, come oh, yeah. back into League One together, you've done all right against them. Yeah, yeah. I can remember Gary Hooper scored that, um, that like, almost like a back heel at, um, at your place. Yeah, and then, yeah then, I remember then, that game. Um, yeah, I mean, and that was our post PR. Like, that that was supposed to be the season where we actually got automatics and it went fucking horrendously wrong. <laughs> I think we finished like six, ended up finishing like what sixteenth for a we a German bloke in charge <laughs> at the end. So it just went mental that season. Um, I, yeah, I'm. I've got to be confident. So how how are you feeling about the game? I'm gonna be honest. I'm not that bothered. <laughs> it's yeah, just that stage. It's that stage of season now, like you say. Um, we have got quite a nasty April. There's yourselves. Um, on Tuesday we're hosting Bolton. Then we're down at Derby on the 22nd. We've got to go to Lincoln and then Plymouth Argyle to wrap up April, and then two more games in May. So we're basically playing every three days now to the end of the season. So quite congested. But in the back of my mind, I know realistically three more points and we're there. Yeah, so if yeah, it doesn't come from this, it might come later down the line. And to be honest, you give me the choice between this weekend or next weekend against Derby. I'm having next weekend. I don't, oh, want, yeah, I don't well, want to see Derby be burned. No, I don't think Derby are going to make the playoffs either. I think I think they're going to just miss out as well. No, that would dent them definitely. But it's it's quite interesting because <laughs> we obviously have quite a lot of the playoff promotion candidates. And there's that thought in your back of your mind: could we kind of mess it up to them? Because we had Barnsley on Good Friday, got a two-one win at there, and great save by all of them on the line. Yes, by the way, Brayford saving on the line. <laughs> He might go and deploy it again this Saturday if he needs to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see about <laughs> Got nothing to do with our game now, but did you see about the the Ipswich Town fans have have, have worked out but the um the referee on I, Saturday I just I game. don't I will be honest, I don't think that's gonna matter one bit. It'll probably just go no. as normal. No, no, but yeah, I think, I just I just think it's hilarious. But <laughs> they've gone to that it's such lengths to find out who the who the referee supports to like try and like work out anyway. Right, so um, we've done 20 minutes. I could talk about football all day with you, though. That's a problem. So who do you, who, who do you reckon you're um, starting? So who's injured then out of your... And who do you think's going to start then? So out of your starting first team, who's injured? Starting 11, I would say it's going to be Craig McGillivray in goal. Uh, a back three of Jasper Moon, who's a Barnsley Loney, alongside Sam Hughes and Connor Shaughnessy. I would say Zach Ashworth, who's a West Bromwich Albion, only plays a left wing back. Braith is probably going to play a right wing back. I think he'll go with a midfield three, Mark Helm, Joe Powell and Dejos Elijah. And then I think have uh, Josh Walker and Delta deployed up top. But he might instead go 3-4-3 because we're at home and play Charlie Kirk instead of Mark Helm potentially in a 3-4-3 instead. Two different ideas in my head. Right, well, I know Darren Moore listened to this, so Darren, sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you how I predicted 11, because sometimes Darren Moore, it's like he just throws 11 dartboard, 11 darts at a dartboard and goes, right, that's my formation, because he'll play a centre midfielder at right wing back and a centre mid and a left back in, in in midfield. And you're like, Yeah, Reese Jay's playing in the middle. Yeah, so he, he, this guy knows. Clued up you, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think Callum Patterson's back, which is a good, which is, which is weird because early part of the season, last season, I, I hated him. He just seemed to give away free kicks all the time, but never actually contribute to the games. And then every time, and our Achilles' heel last season was someone crossing it in, and then we lose it, concede a goal in the, from a set piece. And it used to be the set piece where he get away. Um, that's been addressed a bit this season. Um, but then 
And early on this season, he was more to the same. And then he got linked with Hart. And I think like he wanted to decide, and he's on last year of his contract. And he realised that he, he actually likes it here. He don't want to leave. This is my theory. Because ever since he's got linked with Hart, he's been absolutely amazing. So it's just like, like if, he's, if he's trying to earn a new contract, he's, he's doing everything right. Um, so we're getting him back. I want to say Josh Windash should is getting very, very close. He was signing autographs and doing a lot of fan stuff this weekend, which normally seems like they're close. Because George Byers is also injured, but he's been nowhere near the club. I think he's like absolutely just done for the you season. You kind of look but... at Dennis Ad- 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 I can't say his name. Dennis Adenaran kind of needs to step up again, doesn't he? Like he did against Yeah, Africa. this is the thing. So we've just released our goal of the season um, highlights, which I hate doing a month on because we've still got a month left. You know, Another mm. awesome goal could come in, in next month. And a lot of the goals are from the first half of the season, and it's from Adenaran. Um, Deli- in Michini. that Rochdale game, I remember it. Yeah, 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 yeah. One. I remember it. Yeah. Well, they're in there. Um, so Adenaran, Adeli Bishiru, and Backinson, um, three midfielders who all played awesome the first half of the season. And then we had a run of a consistent team of um, Volks, Bannon, and Byers. And we were sat there as fans and on the podcast like, Fuck it! Look at our depth. <laughs> like, one of these lads gets injured. We've got these three mint players on our bench that's coming to step in. And since Baez has been injured, he's he's given each one of them a chance, and they've all let him down. Uh, Denerand got two on Saturday, but he still weren't great. And it's just weird, like like how far they've dropped off. Like just not being team for a couple of months has really, really made them just get off the pace a bit I don't know I'm not I mean I'm not I'm not in behind the scenes I don't know nothing about like football coaching and stuff so I don't know what what's what's happened is the heads been turned I don't know they're all out of contract in the summer I think as well so I don't know what they're playing at so yeah no, if one of them play, that's why that, that's why Reese James has had to go in in midfield on because he's, he's got so fed up again these these lads a chance but he's had to end up putting a left back in midfield <laughs> it's just like and you sit there going Hang on, mate. We're top of the league. We're fighting for a title. Fucking put a shift in. Anyway, that's, that's the that's the fan coming out. Anyway, um, I, I think I think it'll be a scrap. I think it'll be one-one. Personally, I think I think Wednesday will okay. go go ahead, and then Burton will get a, will just get one of them really scuffy, you know, them goals. It's like a mix-up in the penalty area, and no one knows what's happening, and someone just pokes it in. I think one of them really scrappy goals. Well, I'm on a Wednesday podcast. You guys are always backing wins against Burton, so that makes a nice change. Yeah, um, well, to be honest, um, I, I, I think Wednesday go and get another win. I do think two on Wednesday for me. Well, they need to win every game I'm now. Just fine with that. Yeah, You've we need to keep win the every pressure game. on Avenue with our guard lips which try behind. Yeah. Well, I'm so flat at the moment, right? Because I was so I was too, I was, I got very out. Right, I've I've always had one rule, and that's never gloat until May. But we were that we were that got dominant. You know, we were five points clear of two games in hand. Before. You know what I mean? You're like rubbing your hands together, right? It's fucking done already, lads. It's absolutely done already, this title. And then, and then they lose to Forest Green Rovers. And you're like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly the draws at Cheltenham, and then you two games and have gone. And you're like, oh my God. And then, and then now we've played a game more, <laughs> and it's not in our hands anymore. And you're like, oh my God. And now I'm just like, I'm, just I'm sure absolutely... I remember seeing you guys. I'm sure I remember seeing a tweet from someone that you were. What four clear with two games in hand? Not too long ago. Yeah, five yeah. clear with two games in hand. It was a favourable position. 
and it's come back yeah. completely other way now. It's incredible. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, um, it, they've they've completely flattened me this team now, and I'm, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll 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 eat the biggest slice of humble pie if we win the title now, but I, I think we'll end up finishing third. <laughs> I, I can't call it. I can't call it at the top of that league. So open. Oh well, well unless, unless Agent James Bell at Ipswich <laughs> sorts us out this weekend. Right, Ed, it's been a pleasure speaking to you, mate. Um, thank, thank you very bro. much. Um, I can see your little uh, your little hashtag there for if anyone wants yes. to find him on Twitter at Edward underscore W ninety seven. So cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Thank and you, I bro. hope your team loses on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Balls, ghoulies, chaps, tackle, knackers, chaise long and armchairs, dangleberries. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag, bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Cojones, pebbles, gonads, plums, family jewels, brass clankers, the fourth generation trimmer features our cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's also waterproof and has a 4K LED spotlight if you need a more advanced shave. Eggs. Itchy and scratchy. Mitchell Brothers. Jewels. Hanging brain. Twin bank robbers. Chaps. Walnuts. Gobstoppers. Gooseberries. Stabilizers. The Manscaped 4.0 bundle. It reduces your risk of getting an ingrowing hair, it keeps them clean, it keeps them tidy, and it also increases your chance of fellatio by about 15%. That works out about 2% if you're, uh, if you're married. So, you know. Anyway, enter the code TWW20 into the checkout. That's TWW20 into the checkout, and you can get yourself a 20% discount. Not too shabby, eh? For our European listeners, Velata Testicular... It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.